Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Integrated Interventions Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler C., and today on the show, we are talking about redefining success for our students here at Integrated. Joining us in the conversation, we have Corey Kuheyana, Julie Lane, myself, and Patrick Dundas. Let's hop into the show. So, Corey, can you break down um, what the normal, the average treatment model is in regards to how success is measured and then talk about how we measure success uh, here at Integrated? I think it's probably too hard to to define success for other treatment programs um, broadly because uh, every program is different. They have their own model, but what I believe to be is a common theme is that most treatment programs have a um, some sort of philosophy or theory on how you grow as a human, um, and that's integral to their their program and what they uh, want students to see and what they believe the best path of success is for those students. But um, I think the difference at Integrated is we're making those um, – we're helping the student plan um, – what their expectations are and redefining success for them, not based on what our company beliefs are and, and uh, sticking to any strict sort of model um, and charting their growth off of that. And instead we're getting to know them through a relationship and watching um, how they interact with their community environment um, and what they're doing um, when given a certain task or developing work ethic. And then we're setting those standards based on what we believe that student's ability is, and then even going a little higher and and um, setting a, another standard that's higher than that um, to see what they're able to achieve. And as they develop and we get to know them more, um, we're open to adapt to that change and to see that growth and progress and create new expectations. So I believe our model is um, maybe not ever changing, but it is, totally and solely based off of the individual that we're um, providing services to, um, that we're mentoring or um, walking life with uh, out with that student. So um, mostly we don't have a um, one path, one path type of program for our students. Um, That path will change and it'll fork and it'll twist and turn. And those, uh, the way the student walks is going to be determined by them and, um, with our our advice and oversight, um, and so I think that's that for us is feels more realistic um, in being able to continue that path as the students learn about themselves and learn about the community they're in or any community they go to. They'll be able to intake that information about their surroundings and then be able to adapt accordingly based on the skills that they've developed here. And based upon what they learn about themselves as they grow through independence. So let's let's break that down into um, lines and levels, as we put it here a lot of times. Um, when a student comes to integrated, when we start to build their custom fit program, um, let's talk about that. Like maybe in the area of um, education, not all students come to us uh, at well most of our students come to us at different levels. Um, and we could, we could say that about education. We can say that about work ethic. Uh, we could say that about, um, nutrition, um, all the areas that we kind of throw up, um, on the whole on quote unquote. And if you don't know about the whole on, make sure you go check it out um, on our website. 
to get more information about how we track lines and levels here. Um, but Patrick, can you speak a little bit to um, education and and what um, success looks like for all of our individuals uh, when it comes to higher education or the needs that um, that specific student has? So we, we try to figure out how are we going to work with the student in the best way for them to be successful. And everybody's journey is is very different. And when they arrive here, uh, you know, some are here to work on other aspects of their life and then re-engage in higher education, or maybe they have um, had that pathway towards higher education and were not successful for a variety of reasons. Um, our goal is to figure out how can we make them successful. And one of the great things about Integrated is being able to address that part because you can't just um, fit everything into a specific box and you have to be willing to um, work with that student and go on that journey with them because some of the students that we've had maybe weren't successful in a traditional K through 12 environment mm -hmm. or they weren't successful um, in the traditional college environment. And so maybe they decide that they would be better off in a vocational um, with vocational opportunities or maybe just joining the workforce might be a better option. And so we look at how to best address that um, one of the ways that we look through is the, I guess, the strong interest inventory is a tool that we utilize within the first 30 days of their arrival. Um, on a local standpoint, we work with North Idaho College and their career services department. Uh, you don't have to be a student to um, access these services. And what's really awesome is that being we're working with an educational entity, the the cost associated with it is also substantially less. And I think that's kind of a cool thing that they offer. So you go, you take the inventory, um, and then you find out kind of what are some of the things that you could be potentially good at, and it helps um, align you with um, the knowledge associated with your based on your skills, interests, and then that will be interpreted by a counselor um, there that works within career services, and and you can get a better sense of of what the direction the student can go, or what 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 is the best direction for that student to go. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times it seems like we have, uh, we'll have we'll have some students who maybe maybe the family wants them to go in a certain direction. Other students, it seems like um, they feel like they should be able to based on the uh, people or like the people who they grew up around. Um, and we could say that for many different levels. For for some students, they feel like success is driving a car because my brother drove a car, or success is having a forty hour a week job because. My, my dad and my mom have a 40 hour a week job and that might not be where they are. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Like when it comes to breaking down everyday life issues and even, even having to mentor a young adult, uh, so they understand what success looks, looks like. Um, what, what, what have your all's experiences been like in that regard? Um, I can talk on that some, um, I would say that the, the whole notion, um, of success is deeply personal mm. and, that's not something that some of our students maybe are aware of coming in. Um, seems like many of our students have been, you know, deeply affected by the people around them and just kind of uh, bouncing off of uh, their environment a lot more. And something that we offer them here is we kind of remove the audience with our one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Um, are we able to, 
to look at our students on a more personal level and help develop a relationship with them where we can get to know them more and encourage them to be more of themselves and to figure out what success means for them. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, pressures that students are exposed to, you know, parents have come up, you know, but also like with social media and what a presence that is for, uh, for the younger generations, especially, you know, um, people can look at what everyone else is doing and apply it to themselves. It's always, you know, the big house, exotic vacations, expensive cars, um, prestige, and they may realize that that's not even something that would apply to them. Well, and that's the important thing about uh, sustainable success is that the person who um, is aiming to be successful believes in it. And so um, if, if they don't, then, you know, you only have so much gas in the tank to make it um, as uh, probably any anybody who's been a teenager can um, relate to is, you know, during that period of time of growth, um, not only uh, emotionally, but intellectually, you start to unravel things about the world and you start to view it a certain way. Um, and oftentimes, and maybe not every time, um, those views come into conflict with people in your own household. Um, and then you have this classic American teen struggle of um, just being rebellious. And, and to some extent, that may be true in a lot of cases. Um, but I think I would boil that down to somebody searching to find out who they are, what they believe in, um, and that process gets messy. Um, and some people, that mess is, is um, able to be handled um, by close friends, family members, whatever it may be, or by that person specifically, um, and they can grow out of that and come, come out of the other end successful. Um, and some of the students that we get, um, maybe that mess is a bit bigger and no one can clean it up in that immediate circle, so they're seeking um, some outside help. And so what we want to do is, I think it's important for uh, parents, uh, ed cons, whoever um, is sending students our way is, is one of our goals is to find out um, what's going to make that person sustainable um, by helping them discover what they truly believe in and what is going to be the driving force behind their success. Um, as a musical artist, uh, sometime in my life and being surrounded by many artists of um, different talents and areas, just sitting on this uh, in this room on on this podcast, um, art is not something uh, that that a lazy person does. Um, it's something that you have to pursue and you have to make people believe in you. Um, to me, it's one of the hardest working industries that often disappoints people who've raised that person. Not all the time, but um, is a struggle to. Um, secure financial well-being um, or to, you know, create this life that is the cookie-cutter life that most Americans dream about when in terms of success. And uh, we want to have the best of both worlds. We want to find something um, that drives that person but also is realistic and practical um, in sustaining them and, and teaching them that maybe you have to work a little harder and, and do jobs you don't want to do to hit that point where you can do the thing that you love uh, sustainably and and to us, that's that's kind of our model is we want to dig out the gold in somebody and be able to highlight um, paths that lead them to achieving that ultimate goal um, and, and being self-sustainable by themselves without financial um, support other than themselves. Um, 
with them being able to locate their their own emotional support, their own mental health support, um, and still share that with their family and friends, but um, be the the guiding force that that uh, determines where they're going to end up and how they're going to live. And it's often a shift in mindset as well, because I've worked with a number of students who, you know, maybe had several siblings who were very successful. You know, you have. Uh, three older brothers, for example, all of them Ivy League educated, and then you have this person that didn't quite fall in line with the vision that their parents had for them. And so uh, being able to find their own voice and their own path in their journey that they're experiencing through their life has been really hard. And I've, I've been had the opportunity to work with a number of students that have come from similar situations like that, and we've been able to work with them to find their voice, find their path. And then it's really exciting when they do see that start to click for them. And that's probably one of my favorite parts about this job is those light bulb moments mm -hmm. where they discover that, you know, I can do this. I can have my own voice, my own vision, and I don't necessarily have to go that route because I tried that and I wasn't able to fit into that puzzle that was presented to me. And so um, there's there's a lot of amazing things that can happen when that journey of self discovery starts to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's when it's when it comes when it becomes easy. I mean, just as a person in general, um, to to find your community, um, like when you know who you are, you kind of know who you don't want to be around, and you know the people who are going to push you to be the person who you want to be. Um, and so even more so, like when our students come here. Uh, they have access to the community almost right away a lot of mm -hmm. times, uh, which seems like uh, working in the industry in different uh, different models, some students aren't ready for, especially if a student has been in um, uh, uh, programs for a long period of time or any period of time, and they're used to more of a level, like you get to this level, then you can go do this. Um, if you come in and, and you have 15, 20 hours of, mentoring a week that means that you know you have time to be out in the community and finding community finding friends uh sitting at coffee shops going to bookstores all of that stuff going to art galleries um going mm -hmm. to nic to join art clubs or um uh, participating in painting classes all of these things that uh, going to your religious organization all of these things that kind of make up um, our community um, they have access to, and they almost immediately feel the, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong guys. Um, but it seems like they almost immediately feel the stressors of, um, you know, even being successful and what that looks like in relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's what makes us different from a lot of the programs is that we, um, we're encouraging that and we let our students um, sometimes go down that path to make that mistake. Mm -hmm. um, if they really believe they're going to be successful in something and they're that driven, um, we don't want to cut the legs out from underneath them and, and be the reason that, you know, they constantly rebel or do something. Sometimes people have to, to find out in a difficult manner that maybe that's not something they were cut out for or maybe they um, felt more passionately about it then they ended up thinking it all the way through and saying, this is going to be a good thing. Um, and that's okay for us. That's okay that we want to be there um, during those experiences and allow our students to experience that because the building up process that happens is more valuable um, than them 
failing through that process, mm. being able to go through something that you were so passionate for and thought you were going to do for the rest of your life and then see the end of it come about. And then, you know, where do you go from there? Um, a lot of people don't know how to build themselves back up and that's uh, perfect uh, soil for us to help grow um, that ability to bounce back um, and bounce back successfully in the right way. And, um, if not completely alter your vision, then change it in the places that it needed to be changed in order to be successful. Um, and I think a lot of times places are, are, uh, other treatment centers and, and people just in general are afraid to fail. Mm. Um, and being afraid to fail, um, is only going to teach you so much in life. Um, you failing, feeling that pain, turning that pain into ambition, and then having the right perspectives, especially different perspectives around you, um, to add information um, and to give you new looks on what you want to do or your life situation is the thing that ultimately makes you a better person at the end of it. Um, so we want we want to be a program that is known for cultivating uh, growth through all the failures that have happened um, instead of being afraid to let someone fail. To learn more about Integrated Interventions, check out the show notes where you can find a link to our website, integratedinterventionsllc.com. So coming back into it, one of the things, like during the break, we were talking about um, what a lot of most people see as the opposite of success, which is failure. Um, and Patrick was talking about the idea that students will see past, quote unquote, failures um, and, and will move through life with that on their mind. Um, Patrick, can you speak a little bit more to that? And then let's talk about like what, how we see those situations that everybody else um, calls failure or Julie's specific philosophy on, <laughs> on failure and how she helps students that way. But let's start with Patrick. Yeah, I've, I've worked with students that have had a number of, you know, uh, unsuccessful um, things happen to them in their lives and how they define what success is. Sometimes success is defined for them based on what other people have achieved in their lives or within their family or those who are around them to where they can observe and kind of start to develop and define what success looks like. Um, and so maybe in school they got to, uh, they got to a college environment and they didn't do well academically. Maybe they had social challenges and then a few things start to happen. And it's almost like this, um, gigantic snowball that starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I almost think of it like in the movie Indiana Jones, where he's being chased by this giant uh, rock, you know, essentially, mm -hmm. and it starts following them and they don't know how to either one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to get ran over by it or it, they're, well, they're going to get run over by it and it's going to be traumatic and that's going to define their vision of their life moving forward. So they, they start to wonder, how am I going to be successful? I failed at this. I failed at this. I failed at this. But we look at it from a different, from a different lens, and we start trying to build them up to get those little victories to say that you can have success. And the thing is, is that success isn't always going to be the same for everybody. Um, one person in their life may be like, well, what have you achieved? And then you know, that maybe just the little things of them being able to get a job or to be able to pay their own bills or to be able to maybe they get their driver's license and they have a car. Or, I mean, there's so many of these little things that we have in our lives, I think, that 
you know, as adults, we may take for granted because these are been building blocks along the way in our personal adventure in life. Um, but these are little things along the way that are big things for them because they've never been able to achieve that. And so we, we kind of start to redefine what the path of success looks like for them. Yeah. And I think it, I think that's what, um, one of, another thing that sets us apart is like we give the space for them to be able to, to do those, get those small successes, even if it's a slow process. Um, Julie, can you talk a little bit about like your philosophy on um, failure and what you were speaking to before on um, is it really failure or is it a, just a part of the process? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, when we were, you know, just talking about success and then, you know, failure, it just kept coming up. I was just reflecting on that in my own, um, you know, personal world and like, uh, failure doesn't come up for me often. Um, and I mean that in the way of, in my personal perspective, there's only few things that I would deem as a failure, I mm. suppose. Um, I guess I have the approach of looking at, um, you know, the, the learning experience in things. Um, and, uh, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah. So in my personal views, um, I just don't see failure, uh, a lot. Um, I often look at, uh, the more, the, the learning experience, um, out of it and, you know, more the progress over perfection. Uh, we have students that in, you know, their parents' eyes or even in program eyes, certain ventures that they've done could be deemed as a total failure. But, you know, if you look at all the little things that added up to them and that event, you know, you can find some positives. Like, for example, we had a student that um, we never thought we would ever see them in community college. It was something that they spoke um, uh, pretty pretty loudly against. And then some months later, after being in our program, feeling the support, um, opening their mind, which we were all pretty surprised about, they, um, yeah, took a couple classes, soon, you know, couldn't quite attend, the workload was overwhelming, and they ended up dropping the class. But, you know, all of us in, in, in the office were celebrating them and because that was something we never thought that, that they would do. Um, and while it, you know, was a bit of a blow to their self-esteem, it also was a boost because uh, they were able to see that they were, you know, to, that, that they were able to engage in, um, in uh, something that they never thought that they would do. Um, well, and, you know, I guess explain, um, uh, is there any point, um, before you had redefined what failure meant to you that you, you took failure in a, uh, what, what I would say is a normal negative context. And did you struggle with failure, um, in order to develop that idea that instead of looking at failure as the, you know, incompletion of something or the missing of the mark of something, um, where you started to look at it as progress um, and how that came about. Yeah. Um, I took things a lot more personally, um, in my, in my younger years, I guess. And, you know, it's taken me 
I have no problem saying it's taken me a long time to grow up, but I will probably say that when I'm elderly too, you know, life is, uh, you know, one long learning experience and things that I deemed failures earlier on, you know, maybe in my twenties that affected my self-esteem. I realized it was all learning experiences that, um, brought me to where I am now. And, um, and really it was my own personal, um, definition of success that, uh, that I had needed to work through. Um, when I had mentioned before that success is a, um, deeply personal for every individual, you know, that too can, can, uh, be ever changing and, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that's good. I think, um, uh, you know, there's so many different versions of success that you could look at in the world that you could each say um, from any example that they would be successful. But um, the question is, is that the type of success that you want? Um, I could look at a man like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, uh, any rich millionaire and easily define them as successful. And that's based off of the work they've contributed to the world. Um, but also the financial revenue that has put them in a position to create and explore uh, options that we don't have yet. You know, SpaceX or, you know, the Internet being invented, computers. I mean, that whole process, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And at the same time, I can look at a Gandhi and a Mother Teresa and say without a doubt that they're successful and they had none of the things that Bill Gates or Elon Musk have. Um, and that success was world-changing and it took, you know um, – Humanity to humanity to places maybe um, that it used to be like or or pushed them forward. Um, they made an impact, and those people didn't necessarily have maybe food all the time. Those people didn't have uh, maybe a great house, maybe their roof leaked, maybe things were going on. Um, but they're yet they're able to provide stability to people who um, not only weren't guaranteed that in life, but you know almost dealt the hand of the opposite and turned it around for some people and provided safety and shelter. So um, whether a student comes here and becomes the next Elon Musk or they become the next Mother Teresa, that's a success. Um, and because they're, they're impacting their community, they're being self-sustainable, whatever that may look like, um, but they're able to live um, in the way they believe and impact the world based off of that. And it doesn't have to be uh, global, but, um, you know, if you can go to work and be a good coworker and know that your, uh, team around you doesn't have to stress out about you carrying your weight and then you can go home and you can, you know, make food, uh, find a partner, um, you know, provide great things for them and share life with them. Those are amazing successes that we want our students to achieve. Um, and we're not biased about how it is achieved as long as that uh, is achieved in a healthy and positive manner um, that does no damage to them or those around them. So that that's going to look, you know, all sorts of ways for all different types of people in their personalities. And instead of trying to fit that person who has a very, uh, you know, their own specific unique ideas, personality, and how they are into our box, we want to enter into their world and be able to know them and best point out where we think um, they should be going and 
you know, what pitfalls to avoid in that process and what places that they may be able to see success quicker than taking an alternate route. But no matter what they choose, that we're going to be there right by their side, always trying to get them to be the best versions of themselves. Corey has a great quote regarding mentoring that plays right into that. And could you hit us with that, Corey? Yeah. Um, leading is showing others a way and mentoring is walking with them side by side. Um, and so while we do have a great need for many different types of leaders, um, that's not what we're necessarily trying to be. We don't want to be the highlight of someone's focus to say that we save them for this or that. What we would love to do is partner with them to say, man, that's so cool that we are able to know each other and grow from each other. Um, and that's another part I don't think it's spoken about too much is how much we as mentors, us as employees or workers in the uh, healthcare field um, are able to learn from our students. And, and what we take away from that um, with each student, you never know which other student it's going to help. Um, it makes us better uh, and enlarges or, or makes our perspective bigger um, when we meet these people because I, we truly believe everyone is unique and they have something special to offer that only they can offer. And once you find that thing, it's a valuable source of information and a, another great perspective to add when we work with other students. To learn more about the day-to-day -day life of our students here at Integrated, be sure to follow us on social media at Integrated Interventions on Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube page. You can find links to all of these formats in the show notes. So whether you are a Gates or a Gandhi or a Teresa or the owner of Tesla, everybody has got their start um, in independent living somewhere. Um, and maybe that independent living was with a roommate or starting some company in your garage, whatever it may be. Um, we want to create that drawing board or that whiteboard for the student in their own home. Um, and we do that by providing, you know, a realistic living environment for that person and then allowing them to uh, create, um, to put together um, and to start to really mold their own uh, life with the uh, guidance and assistance of our mentors. Um, and so, Julie, maybe you could talk a little bit about what you see um, at the beginning of that process as you've helped set up some student homes um, and and why that's important to what we do as a company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when a student first comes to us, um, tr most often students will move into their own home. Uh, we do have a small milieu, but for the most part, it's all um, independent living. So when a student comes in, we pretty much give them the basic essentials. Um, you know, furniture is very bare uh, because we want student to go out and um, furnish the home themselves. Of course, we will help with the, the financial aspects of that, but they need to know how to build a kitchen on their own and a bathroom, have proper cleaning supplies. And, you know, and also with as a renter and, you know, most of our students too will find themselves in a position if they move on from our program, you know, where they might be a roommate somewhere and renting a bedroom and, you know, everything that they will need to, to get into that kind of environment. And, you know, for any of us that have been a roommate and lived with multiple people, like you just never know the kind of home that you are going to be moving into. Yeah. And sometimes 
it's not so great. Sometimes there's holes in the walls and <laughs> real bad paint jobs or lots of dishes. Yeah. No one doing them. They're soaking yes. bugs, <laughs> bugs that you, that you didn't see during the walkthrough. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so all things that they have to navigate and and move past, you know. And you know, sometimes our students might have the approach of, well, why would I clean if it's already you know, dirty. And it's like, well, it's not dirty. This house was just built in the sixties and yeah. hasn't been, <laughs> hasn't and been this remodeled is what you can since. afford. So you have to deal yeah. with it. Exactly. And that's a big part. Like this is, is what you can afford. You know, some of our students do come from more affluent backgrounds and it might be a newer experience to them to, you know, move into a home, um, you know, with the current, current market and, uh, or is it any market, because anywhere you go, you're going to be faced with the same thing. Uh, but yeah, so. yeah, we want to do that, you know, because uh, rather than putting putting them in environments that are uh, unrealistic at, at that time for them to be successful in, um, even financially, uh, we want to create uh, as close of a, a ground up type of feel um, where students get to, you know, sit in a in a barely furnished apartment and realize that it's going to be on my own work ethic that I'm going to be able to build this place up and make it look um, what I believe to feel like is a home. Um, if they, you know, you have a student who needs some stabilization within their own home, uh, we have 24 um, seven care that we provide um, for those, those students that are struggling with that at the moment. Uh, and if they realize that I'm, I'm going to, I'm having a really hard time expressing myself. So I feel like I'm going to resort to the violence I've always known and I'm going to put a shoe through my TV uh, at the end of it, it hurts a little more because they realize that's their TV and the only way they're getting another one is if they work for it. And that's why we provide, um, you know, uh, $10 an hour for our students out at the farm. Um, it's an environment where they can slowly get out there. And if they don't want to go out there for a month or two, that's up to them. Their house is going to continue to look bare. They're going to, you know, start to, to want things or even if it's food out in public or you know whatever they they want to spend money on they're gonna have to get it somewhere and maybe some of those students aren't ready to be um in a working environment uh around other people because they haven't really figured out what's going on with them and so the farm is a way that we can still uh, provide that work ethic experience be able to monitor and help them uh sharpen their skills but at the same time you know they're eventually willing to do it because this person's spending so much time with them in their home uh, their their team of mentors that are around them make it a little bit easier um, as they get to know each other that uh, maybe I can go out and work and put in an hour or two. And then as they see the reward from being able to work for their, their own money and stuff, um, they start to create some sort of sense of value um, on things. Um, and that's that's perfectly fine. Sometimes it takes two or three months for a student to to want to invest that um, into themselves. And sometimes students come in and they've got a great sense of work ethic. They get their house looking sharp within a month because they're working 40 hours a week. Um, and then they're quickly realizing that like, this is great, but I want to be working around people. I want to start to get to know new people in this area and, and be more of a, be more active in my community. And then those students are able to transition into jobs and with the blessing of the program, because we know that they work well, they take direction while they um, are team oriented. They're uh, motivated by, you know, even if it's just money, they're motivated by something to get them out of bed in the morning and provide discipline and structure to their lives. Um, and so that's what the the one-on-one -on -one mentoring and the independent living environment um, 
uh, provide, and, and that's why we so firmly believe in it, is because it's mostly guided and um, driven by their level of ambition and uh, the relationship that, you know, maybe sparked some of that ambition to get out the front door. It's cultivating a mindset, and uh, there's a foundational successes that are born from the ground up. And that's one of the fun things to see. I've worked with a student who, uh, getting him out to the farm for even a half hour to three quarters of an hour was a, a very difficult process. And now um, he's to the point to where he's working 10 hours a week, getting ready to do 15 hours a week consistently. And those are the successes that we talk about. Um, and that's a big deal to go from basically working, couldn't even get an hour in consistently in a week's time to working a consistency. So when he does get to the point to where he can get a job within the community, um, he's worked on all those foundational successes along with someone that can um, model those um, patterns of, of uh, success in a, in a workplace environment to where they can get out there and independently model those for an employer. It's, it's one of the neatest things I think about with integrated is, is seeing them essentially, you know, sprout wings and start to fly. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a great snapshot of 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 success from our books. Um, and our perspective is, you know, you can easily discredit somebody working ten hours a week as, wow, that person is, you know, really lazy. They don't want to do anything for their lives. Um, but for us, we get to know them. We get to know that some of our students uh, have lived in turmoil for years, uh, whether it was uh, mental health related or emotional or just some of the life experiences that happened that were were horrible and they have reasons why it's very difficult to move and to see them overcome obstacles um, that are giants in their lives that may be nothing to anyone else um, is a big deal to us and we celebrate our students for that and we continue to push and encourage them um, from that place and and those minor things to us we recognize them as milestones in their ultimate goal of being independent and living successfully on their own um, so you know, when, when you see uh, anybody, you know, or but for us, mainly our students come in and we can see something that, A, has never happened before for them um, or something that rarely happens start to come more frequently. Um, those are all great markers for, for success and, and we can really start to see down the road and what they're capable of. And also, too, like just to speak to on the um, timeline of success, um, you know, there, there really is no timeline and that's something too, we try to work with, um, you know, parents on because sometimes there can be a sense of urgency, you know, where you want to see your child succeed and there's frustrations and, you know, we have, um, you know, understanding to that, but with our students, you know, they're all individuals that are on their own path and it's going to look different for everybody. And, you know, what you may have in mind for success might not be you know what your child has in in mind for their own success thanks again for listening to the integrated interventions podcast to learn more about integrated be sure to check out the show notes where you can find links to our website you can find our email address and you can also find links to our social media there we'll talk to you next time right here on the integrated interventions podcast